What's up, all you redheads and non-redheads out there? You're listening to Redhead Racing Radio. I'm Andrew Curlin. With me, Jason Schultz. After the Daytona 500. What's up, Jason? Good to be here. I'm glad we're not discriminating against people's hair color. Listening to the podcast is very important. Yeah, we uh, we accept all types of uh, hair color here on this show. Um, so, you know, all welcome. Yeah, we had big news last week. We launched a YouTube channel. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Wow, what a terrible, terrible co-host you are. Maybe it's our producer who needs to do a better job. Let me get the name of the YouTube channel right before I say it. I think it's, well, I should say I don't know. It's Redhead Racing Radio on YouTube. Yeah, search it us up. It may or may not be that I will hear it a little bit. Yeah, you're going to search us, see what's up. We're yeah. putting some videos up there every week, so you can check us out there. We've got three subscribers. I think I can name each of the people, but we want y'all to subscribe as well. Yeah. Yeah, you should. I know I will here in a, in, in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We also have, you can maybe check this out on YouTube. We have the most boring backgrounds of any podcast ever. You're in Florida right now, so you're not home. So you're not with a normal background. So it's just the house. And I have a plain white wall, so we're doing well. Yeah, maybe here. I'll take a, I'll back up a little bit. So like, how's that look? That looks better? Look, yeah, that looks great. No like ass the car. light was shining down. It was like I was telling a scary story or something like that. It might even still look that way. Yeah, I'm still in Florida after the uh, Daytona 500. We uh, just recently got a house down here. So, um, you know, I've been spending, we're going to spend the week out here. Went to Disney today, Disney World. And, uh, you know, that place, they call it the happiest place on earth. But from what we saw, like, I could count, like, a large number of like little kid temper tantrums we saw. It's like the most miserable. Like I just looked at people's faces; they were just all miserable. It was, it was kind of funny. I know why. Why? Because they just watched a parade of a Daytona 500 the day before. Oh, speaking, of, yeah, they probably should have done that at Disney World. They have parades every damn minute. Here's this is. I need the listeners to know this is a huge growth for Andrew to be able to say to admit that the race was a parade because two years ago you would not have said that you would have been like that was the greatest race I've ever seen in my life I don't care that nothing no. happened it was so great but it was admitting- oh, man it, it was almost entire stage three wasn't it whole stage three was green yeah there was yeah. very little side-by-side racing it's after like the first 30 laps maybe. very yeah, no, very disappointing it was my dad and I were watching um, near victory lane towards the end of the race. And, um, I, the amount of times we're like, go, go do something. It was like two to go. And nobody was literally making a move. Like it was like insane. Denny Hamlin said after the race on the the post-race zoom, I think it was Bob Pockers who asked him the question, like, do you think that the big wreck on lap 15 like kind of scared everybody straight. He he wasn't like yes that that's it, but he did not discount it. He was like it it definitely could have played a role into why everyone was so tame. Hey, what did we talk about last week? Too many wrecks. Well, this was this was just too one big wreck know, that was, it was too this, early. It was the same problem. It's like a wreck yeah. like that happens. Take out, takes out contenders, takes out cars, makes the race a lot less enjoyable because people aren't going to race because they were just scared by a huge wreck. Here's the thing. Yeah. This aero package has been praised at the super speedways. I'm over it. Like it brought out the worst in the Daytona 500, a huge wreck, which is so easily caused by this dumb aero package, ruins the whole race because they're not going to be able to make moves or do anything because there's not enough cars. That wasn't fun. And then the end of the race was just, it was basically a. It was an exciting 
last maybe 75% of the last lap. That was it. You know, the, the last lap, you're like, all right, you got to do something. And it was it was crazy to watch up until I got to the back straightaway. So it was maybe like a half a lap that was like, all right, this is awesome. And then, you know, you wish you just got it. Like, you go at like 10 to go in previous Daytona 500s. That's go time. That's even being generous. Like 20 laps to go, that's go time, the Daytona 500. And it was, yeah, it was just a parade lap. I was surprised there weren't, like, Disney characters, like, waving to me, like, along the side. You know what I mean? Who, which car is Goofy driving? You don't. Oh, Goofy doesn't drive? What car is Goofy driving? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right, before we get to it, we'll talk about more specifics in a little bit. But you were at the 500. First race, well, you were at Phoenix last year. But yeah. first race, you are doing media stuff at the track in a while. So tell us about your day. Yeah. You know, it was it, Davey, uh, wait, Siegel, wait, and I, what, um, we actually sat right next to her. specifics, what'd you have for breakfast? Well, this will this will get to it. What do I have for breakfast? Okay, no, good, no, no. We're not, we're, I'm not taking you through that whole no, day. No, We got to start um, every day recap with breakfast. Go. What did you have for breakfast yesterday? No, 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 no. First, I woke up. That's the thing. I know, like, people have that pet peeve of, like, well, I first woke up. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, I, you, I just woke up. Yeah. That's always part of this. That's the first part of the story. No, I don't even know what I had for breakfast. I did. This was crazy. It was kind of a, a bad start to the day. I forgot my wallet and we needed to go get credentials. I literally, as soon as we got to credentials, I realized, oh man, forgot my wallet. <laughs> so uh, luckily we were able to get our, our hard card um, anyways. But um, I will say we, we only had access to the media center and the fan zone. Um, you couldn't go in the garage. You couldn't go on pit road. Uh which which wasn't the best. You know, obviously, one of my favorite 500 traditions is taking a lap around the garage and just seeing everybody. But it was it was really nice to walk in the media center and say hi to guys like Ryan McGee and, and you know, to, to see Davey again in person and, and to, to be able to interact with all the NASCAR communications people. That was great. That was probably the best part of the day. Um, and so that, that I really did enjoy. But, you know, Davey and I were sitting on top of the fan zone watching the, the grid and, and right before the national anthem we're like man can't wait for this thing to get back to normal but it was great being back in the racetrack i actually felt like instead of phoenix where i was on the outside basically sitting in the grandstands i was actually doing something so that was nice and i got to uh ask a few questions to luke combs the press conference which is probably my highlight of the day um being a big fan of his so that was really neat what did you do during the rain delay yeah just a bunch of sitting around it was, uh, there was nothing to do. It was, uh, <laughs> you just sit in the media center and I mean, like, what can you do? Like Daytona rain delays are the worst, especially this year because you can't even go out and do anything. We actually did go to Target and Bed Bath & Beyond searching for some no blankets. You went to the Target across the street from the track? Yeah. <laughs> Fun story. In 2015, I bought Sharpies there to sign the start finish line the morning of the Daytona 500. Not there to you brag go. or anything. And, and some investigative journalism here. The, the Panda Express that uh, Chase Briscoe went to is right next to that Target right across the street from the track. And that's where I, I parked the day I went to the Daytona 500 in 2015. Crazy. There you go. Yeah. What's yeah. – all right. I compared a rain delay ever in NASCAR to the equivalent of stubbing my toe. It's like it's that annoying and I, it just hurts and it's painful. And you'll get over it once the race starts, but like in the moment, you just hate it so much and you're so over it. Would you agree with that comparison? 
Yeah. You Is know, there a better I'm, comparison? Can you make a better one? Well, I tweeted something out that I thought was pretty good. Is I said the Daytona 500 is my Valentine, and I'm currently being stood up. I thought that was a pretty fair tweet to sum it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just you got to sit, hurry up and wait, and you go through things to try and keep you entertained, you know, whether that be for me work on a video or do something, and, and then once you kind of check those boxes off, you're like, well, now what do I do? I really want yeah. to. I know we talked about this on our Instagram Live make some sort of rain game you know the fans are so dedicated they will sit out in the rain and wait that thing out and i don't know how long it was yesterday it was like six hours or something like that but why not go out and have some fun with them you know pass the time by making a fun little video and then i can have my own little rain coverage um at, at the one, some of these races so i was thinking of that and it was too late you know we were almost close to drying when i'm actually yeah. thought that would be a good idea but next time we have a rain delay and i'm at the track expect something good the other way you, um, the other way you pass a rain delay is becoming an amateur weatherman, meteorologist. Weather <laughs> okay, woman, this was this can. was funny. So, because um, I don't, it was all over Twitter, but Ryan McGee specifically, he's like, guys, I've had enough of like you asking me what the weather is. I know the same as you. Like, I don't know, and don't ask me about it. So this was towards the end of the rain delay. And I walk up to Ryan McGee, who's in the media center. I'm like, Ryan, what's it looking like? Like, what's the radar? Like, what's the weather like? He's like, dude, come on. And then he's like, I was on SportsCenter earlier today, and it was right after I tweeted that. And the first question I got asked was, what's the weather looking like, Ryan? <laughs> I feel so accomplished looking at the different, like, models, the forecasts, like the, I don't know, the radars <laughs> or whatever, and, like, reading them and then being able to convince myself this is what's going to happen. And I was pretty close. I said – by seven o'clock, if this rain is here, the race is yeah. over. But if it dissipates, we're good. So I am basically a meteorologist, and I would like to start making money off my own rain delay predictions. Yeah, I mean, why not? You you could uh, you, you could be that guy, that source. Um, yeah. Speaking but, of rain, yeah, you didn't watch this yet because you were at the track. But no. they did this incredible best NASCAR documentary I've seen in my life about the 20-year anniversary of Dale Earnhardt's death of the 2001 Daytona 500, talking about the before, what was happening in the sport before, what was happening on that day. And that was, like, in my mind, the biggest day in NASCAR history. Like, the idea of Fox being the new broadcast partner, all these people watching the race for the first time, all these storylines, and then that happens in the race. It's like, it was one of the greatest races ever to be run. And, like, yeah. the fact, like, I've read hours of articles about that, event this week watch all these videos like trying to understand it better understand what the sport was like and that documentary captured it so well the how safety was such a like a push to the side yeah racing is dangerous we don't really need to worry about safety and like how crazy that mentality is for us who've been in the sport only when safety's been our priority and just trying to understand that event in the scope of nascar history i, I was fascinated by everything about that documentary and everything that's been happening talking about that event because 20 years ago thursday this week but this was a huge you know milestone memory or milestone year after all that and comparing to the ryan newman situation last year and the last year's daytona 502 that was phenomenal and yeah oh, so well done ryan mcgee is the goat of nascar motorsports journalism 
Yeah, literally after I asked him about the weather, um, I'm oh, like, really? hey man, congrats. Um, you asked him a real uh, question after on this documentary. No, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey man, I've heard great things about it. Congratulations on it. He was actually we had a little brief conversation about what went into it. So I think they were sitting around in a room and it was McGee and some other producers who was talking about the anniversary of, of Dale Earnhardt's death. And McGee's like, why don't we, why don't we do something for it? You know? And this was actually the conversation started in the summer. He said they interviewed Dale around mid October. And as soon as Dale and, and, and some of those guys were talking about the safety, he knew that was the direction that they needed to go in. And, and, and this too, man, Dale Jr., is it's incredible what he does every single day because uh, to, to be able to talk about his dad like that all the time is just I mean to, to be able to do that is amazing um and and McGee said it he put it perfectly it's like he can't walk out of the house and get recognized without someone telling them telling him about his dad and to be able to go through that every day and to be able to talk so openly like that is amazing to me to, to be able to be put in that spotlight all the time um, so I can't wait to watch it. I heard it's online. Um, and, on the uh, internet, yes. Typically, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to check go that on out. The after they're aired on TV. It's yeah. a phenomenon. It's crazy. It's big yeah. things happening in you know the TV world. Yeah, yeah. Let's, right. uh, let's, let's talk about Michael McDowell. We talked about this best storyline winners we could have seen um, last week on the show. And we had so many players in the game throughout this race that missed the first rack were in the race throughout. And it was like, Oh, we're going to get, we're going to get one of these really good stories. One of these guys that really is big and a big superstar is going to win this 500. And it's going to be a really cool story. And then we can count on three and name another random driver who we just never expected to win this race. And if we all right, pretend last week, we counted on three name a random driver who won this race. I don't think either of us would have said Michael McDowell not saying he's not deserving it was very impressive however his emotion was great like i've wanted every driver to act like that after they won the 500 for the last like six years and none of them have so that was really cool that was great but it's just like not the storyline i was expecting based on how the race was unfolded so i will actually say this um and you can check on twitter to to uh see this but that's I twitter.com Twitter.com, you can just, it's, uh, you can scroll down on my profile, but I, someone, I, I did a radio interview on Friday before the 500, someone's like, hey, who's your dark horse pick? Oh, Michael no McDowell, I called it no, on Friday. Didn't. No, you didn't. Legit? Proof. Absolutely. Proof. Absolutely. I will send you the tweet. I will send you the tweet. Michael did McDowell. You tweet it I went, or, yeah, or it was tweeted on Friday or, or the day, the morning of the Daytona 500. I called Michael McDowell, 66 to 1 odds on Friday, 80 to 1 odds on Sunday. I won somebody $800 because I called Michael McDowell, and here's why. Before Daytona, he had a 13.5 average finish. It was at least within the top three of all the drivers in the field. He is always there at the end of these races, but just hasn't gotten the checkered flag. I... I, he was in my fantasy team because of that. You can go look. That's why I won our fantasy league. He was in my fantasy team. I called Michael McDowell, I, man. I would feel like you would brag way more about this in our group chat. I'm not going to hear. I'll send no you the way. tweet. I will send you the tweet. 100%. Don't believe I said it. it on Friday. I will send it to you. Um, no, I, I did. And, and, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about the emotion, too. In the media center, it was so awesome to, to see McDowell walk in. And, and Drew Blickensturfer, which I didn't realize was his second 500 win. That's pretty cool. Um, but both of them were brought close to tears and were choking up in the press conference. It's like, man, 
You don't see that every year at the Daytona 500 with these guys who win all the time. Like, hey, it's an awesome big race, but you don't see that kind of emotion. Yeah. Um, and on the post-race Zoom with McDowell, they had some of his family members on there. And uh, before the press conference even started, like, hey, we got a special message for you. And it was uh, Michael McDowell's brother, Bill. And uh, he's like, you guys are going to make me lose it right, right now before the press conference even started. So it was cool to see the emotion there. And, uh, yeah, man, I freaking called this one. I did. I'll check the tape and see if you're I will, I will send it to you right now, man. Yep, look at this. Three days ago, um, tweeted on February 12, 2021, at 4.16, quote, Michael McDowell is going to be a name to watch and is, and is always in it at the end. That's my dark horse pick for this weekend. And Andrew Curland on his Daytona 500 long shot. Hey, I thought, I, I've, and I know I kind of mentioned it earlier, I thought Luke Combs was awesome. I know TV didn't show all of them, though. Yeah, you would think they would show the full concert when it's no one can really attend the concert in person. Like yeah. they showed one song it was really bad and it was like, all right, this was totally all right, here's my thing. Everything about this race was hyped up so much and then, then all disappointed. Like nothing delivered. Yeah. Like the concert didn't deliver, race didn't deliver, the like end didn't deliver. Like it was all a big letdown. So that is a tough way to start the season. Especially when people are saying this could be one of the best five hundreds ever. And I was like, I really believe it. I internalized it. I was like this is it's just like I read it and then I like went straight to my mind. I'm like, that's what's going to happen. And then I kept watching everything disappoint from the whole situation. But the whole pre-race was such a great buildup and it was great. And you're like, yes. And then the race happened and you're like. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I can agree. And rain just, I mean, puts a damper in everything. Um, I, the, the best season ever, I, I was torn on it. I'm like, man, you better be right. You better be freaking right about this. Um, but, I mean, with all the storylines, there was, I mean, I saw a little bit of pre-race coverage. There was so much to unpack before the green flag even started. And, yeah, we didn't get a good Daytona 500. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know how we're going to be at the road course. Oh, know? boy. Um, you think the 500 was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I, I know we didn't talk about – we didn't even break the clash down yet, but it's, the clash was the same as the Daytona 500. It was a great finish or a pretty good finish with not a whole lot leading up to it, um, which is – I don't know. I would rather have a good good race throughout and settle with an okay finish than – I don't know. I, I could actually go either way on that. But. All right, we can we can ultimately agree that the truck race was probably the best race of the weekend, followed by the second dual race, and that's where we're leaving yeah. Daytona Speed Week with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't win them all, right? But it was. Uh, I'm excited to see. I mean, Bubba Wallace had so much more speed mm -hmm. than I thought he was going to have. Like I thought he was going to be good. Like you know, um, like Levine family racing with Christopher Bell in the car last year, good, but. Man, he was, like, the top, like, he was the name you had to watch all 500 weekend and all 500 race. Like, I am so excited to see what Bubba can do all season long. That's going to be great to watch. Yes, Michael Jordan, awesome. Bubba Wallace, awesome. Very excited to see what they can continue to do. This podcast is brought to you by The Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with the six-time national distributor of the year. They are truly the Michael Jordans. Of their industry. Mm. Mm. Goat. The goat. The goat. goat. All time. Best right. basketball player in history. 
I, my dad and I were talking about this. Like, I, we thought it was so great that he's, he was like, we only sign the paychecks for winners. I'm like, that is so freaking cool. And for like Bubba to talk, or not Bubba, but for Michael to talk about Bubba and NASCAR like that, that was freaking awesome. I cannot wait. Big deal. Their social media is fire too. It's like, it's solid quality content, not blowing up your feed with a bunch of random posts. Like everybody else in NASCAR does, like they do it extremely well. Very impressed. Lots of high quality images too. Captions on point. Good content. Speaking of good content, okay. follow Jason on Twitter at Hey Jason Schultz. And for Hey Great content as well, you can follow Andrew at at Andrew Curlin TV. Good I job. know uh, we're gonna go into week two of the Dale Junior download. That should be fun. That is correct. I'm going to get up in less than 12 hours and get to work on it because it's going to be a big, big day. Big day. Big day. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this show. Uh, sign up for our Fantasy League if you haven't, even though uh, you may no have missed. No one wants to join after missing a week. Hey, no, 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 no. You can catch up. Right, Come on. If, I don't think so, but if they do, tweet us. We'll send you the link. Send us the link if you're interested. Thanks for listening, no, no. everybody. We'll... We're going to send them the link if they're interested. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I want to see if they can dig it up and wow. find a link for us to send it back to them. Okay, that would good. be true. That would be true research right there. Yes, let's do All it. right, everybody. Either way, you will get a link whether you find it yourself or we send it to you. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next week after the Daytona Road Course DRC, baby.